0: Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to a special episode of the Ready Set Poem Podcast, your premier source for everything to do with the Vancouver Titans. I am Chris at Lightforce, here in a secret location south of the border. That's right, I'm actually uh, just outside of Seattle, and uh, as many of you know, the Vancouver Titans hosted a meet-and-greet here in Seattle at Virtual Sports in Tukwila, Washington, where we had Bumper, Twilight, Stitch… Soman Sue, uh, as well as Translator June and Harsha, doing a and a an autograph session, what have you. And uh, here at uh, Ready, Set, Pwned, we had an opportunity to sit down with the Vancouver Titans Harsha Bandy, uh, as we are going to talk about, uh, he is the jack of all trades for the Titans organization. And I thought, you know, what better way to bring you Harsha than in a special Harshisode. That's right. The title of this episode, Special Harshisode. I'm bringing it to you outside of our regular cadence. Uh, we'll still have uh, another episode uh, early in the week as we normally do. You'll see it go live on Wednesday at high noon Pacific but I thought, you know what, let's give our listeners just a little extra something. You'll notice that during the course of this interview, uh, there's quite a few uh, pauses, some ad-libs, and for that, I do apologize, but uh, Harsh is a pretty popular guy, and there were a lot of people coming up asking for autographs, asking for selfies, asking for pictures, but I asked a few questions I thought uh, he might be able to address that uh, might be of interest to you, uh, Vancouver Titans fans. So without further ado, uh, let's jump into the... uh, special harsh episode i can't hold forever hi it's chris here at virtual sports down in Tukwilla. we're here for the seattle vancouver titans meet and greet and i am joined by a special guest uh, uh, i believe you're the director of operations i'm going to call you the jack of all trades
1: yeah, that works better.
0: Yeah, jack of all <laughs> trades. So uh, you'll know Harsha as uh, being involved right from the pretty much start of the Vancouver Titans. And I know the, the staff itself has started to to grow a little bit as the, the season has uh, uh, gone on. But uh, welcome to the, uh, the Ready, Set, Home podcast. Uh, for those actually who tuned in earlier, when we were sitting down in the Vancouver Titans in uh, Vancouver, uh, we didn't get an opportunity to sit down with you, Harsha. But you got to witness some of the stuff that we did, like uh, the whole Rock, Paper, Scissors challenge. Uh, the consumption of fire noodles and the yes. fact that I had issues for, like, weeks after that. <laughs> hey, Fire noodles. The ones we had were, like, instant. You, have you had, like, real fire noodles, I yeah. guess? Should I even try those? Or
1: I always think they're, like, a good snack, but I think that I always end up regretting them as well. So yeah. I don't think it's worth uh, eating them.
0: Okay. Well, enough about fire noodles. Let's talk a little bit about the Vancouver Titans. Um, going into the season... Did you believe that the team would have as much success as they have had to this point? I know all teams, I think, go in like, "Hey, we're going to do really well," and I mean, it's the sort of the undefeated spirit. But realistically, there's usually an expectation or a target, and is this it, or is this something that's exceeding those expectations?
1: So my personal expectations were to go into the season as a top four team and kind of remain in that top four throughout and just contend for. Finals and, and try and win as you know as much as we could, um, and that's just because I didn't want to you know have incredibly high expectations going in when I didn't when I hadn't worked with these players before and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, we ended up going 7-0 first stage and then winning the first stage, uh, the finals. And yeah. so that's kind of when I realized I need to readjust my expectations and we need to be focused on uh, winning every match and you know trying to go to the grand finals and win the whole thing.
0: Yeah, and you know I think. I would be remiss to, if I didn't ask, that, you know, stage one and ultimately the success that the team had, is it possible that then it boosted expectations beyond reason to some respect? I mean, I, I'll use a traditional sports example. The New England Patriots uh, had a, an unbelievable season that, you know, for all intents and purposes, uh, should have been everything, but then one... Misstep, and suddenly it's considered failure. Like I, to me, I look at the Bank Giants. I'm like, obviously, I want them to succeed. I believe they are a favorite to win, but I also want to be reasonable to think there's a number of other teams that have that same mentality.
1: For me personally, I don't think that it um, drove our expectations too high. Okay. I think that this is probably where we belong in the conversation. I think, mm-hmm. um, you know, we had we lost in stage to uh, to a strong opponent who. We were, you know, pretty much even with going into stage one and stage two, so you can't be too disappointed about a loss like that. And then stage three, honestly, I don't think that was our players' fault. I think that was just uh, on our coaching staff and with myself. Uh, our, our preparation wasn't as good as it could have been for Shanghai, and they, you know, kudos to them. They played a very um, unique style and made it work yeah. and won in a Goats Meadow when, you know, honestly, most teams wouldn't think that they could have won. But I still think that we're you know a top two team in this league and that we should be contending for the the grand finals. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So we are here live at the the meet and greet, um, and uh, you know Harsha, you're also being asked for autographs. So, yeah. <laughs> this is this is a phenomenal turnout. Like actually, just on that note, I'd say there's over a hundred people here. Like this is this is great. And I think, um, like I'm from Vancouver. I'm a biased Vancouver sports fan. I've been following traditional sports forever. The Vancouver Titans are truly a Pacific Northwest representation. And the fact that, you know, we see as many people out here is is unbelievable. So I'm actually just ad-libbing right now. For those of you here tuning into the podcast, uh, there is a massive lineup asking for Harsh's autograph. I'm a little disappointed. No one's asking for mine. (laughs) Like, you know, the podcast hosts never get any love. (laughs) Hi.
1: unfortunate <laughs> yeah it's okay I, I was on that end of the the stick before
0: yeah no I, I totally get it um, while you're you're signing there, Sorry.
1: there
0: you go. maybe you can comment on the the specific Northwest because I think you know, the, the eSports scene has been really strong primarily I would say in South California in Silicon Valley being yeah. present the eSports scene here in in Seattle specifically has been really popular Um, But how, being in sort of the business as long as you have, how have you seen the growth of of eSports, but specifically Overwatch League, within North America and maybe more specifically the Pacific Northwest?
1: Um, So, personally, I uh, had no idea how how big it was in Pacific Northwest until I heard about, like, TI being held in Rogers Arena, I think. Yeah. Uh, And so I think that was kind of surprising to see, like, uh, such a full event. Yeah. But otherwise, um, we also, we also went to, uh, Vancouver for a fan meet and greet where I met you last. Yeah. And we had a lot more fans than we expected there. Yeah. So I think, I mean, I'm not sure if it's in part due to success or if Overwatch is that popular.
0: Hmm. Well, if, if I were, you know, I, I consider myself from the outside looking in, I think one, there's two drivers here. The success of a team, uh, is doing great things to I would say the casual maybe esports fan, and maybe not even a casual esports fan, just the type of person that might get in esports. The Vancouver Titans are generating buzz, and that's the impetus for people to start following and hey, let's let's tune in. Um, <laughs> the international, you brought that up. I mean the number of people that showed up to essentially fill Rogers Arena was unbelievable. And there were lineups hours before to get in the door. Now we know the Vancouver Titans are coming to to Vancouver uh, for the 2020 season. You know, I, I'm not going to suggest that we're going to see international crowds because I want to also add a caveat for those traditional sports fans. That would be like the Stanley Cup Final, yes. Game Seven in Vancouver right. style crowds. Uh, the Vancouver Titans. We hope to have a grand final maybe in Vancouver. That'd be phenomenal. But we're going to talk regular season. I can be more realistic. But I can I can envision people lining up to get in, being excited to buy this. Like when the fact that there were going to be two dates in Vancouver, and that was announced earlier. You know, social was was nuts. People have been asking me in our our Discord and you know through our, our podcast inbox, tell us more. I'd love to tell you more. In fact, you might be learning more by the time this goes to air. I have no idea. <laughs> I learn when you learn. But um, you know, I guess as a segue, because I'm long winded here, the you know, autograph lineup is gone. How excited is the team to actually have not only the ability to come to Vancouver, but then all these other homestead events?
1: I think that. It's like a two-way street, I would say. Um, I think that they're really excited, A, to play in front of their own home crowd, which, you know, they saw for the first time uh, mm-hmm. two months ago, maybe. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we were all really excited. We saw the hockey matches, too. And, you know, Rogers Arena obviously feels like it'd be a really cool place to kind of just be in the middle of and play. Yeah. Um, also, they're excited to go travel to, like, Korea specifically, you mm-hmm. know, play they in front of the home, home crowd. Yeah. yeah. Um I think that it'll the traveling will be a little hard on players just because we're going to be able to practice less and they're going to kind of have less sleep and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but I think that it's cool that they're that they're so young and they get to experience a bunch of different cultures and they get mm-hmm. to um, travel like the world basically. So it's a lot of people's dream and they I mean I think that players in the league should take advantage of it is uh yeah. that's kind of my opinion.
0: Well, and I guess, you know, from from your position I mean North America is, is is home, and for the players, you know, it isn't, and and it's a tough transition. I mean, I I'm I'm an old man, so I can I can talk this way now, uh, but they're essentially kids, and not only have they traveled away from home to play at the in the best league in the world for the, the sport that they played in, in Overwatch. But now they're going to, next season, add travel to that. So what can you, as as you know part of the, the coaching staff, do to support the players? And, and is that something that you're already sort of talking about as a group?
1: Um, I would say it's not something we've started necessarily talking about, but it's definitely something we, Oh, yeah, for sure. Now, we're, uh,
0: getting, we're getting another autograph. This is a yeah, friend of the show, Polar Bear, here, you know. I'm trying oh, to already set uh, Yeah, well, that's right. <laughs> Favorite podcast. That's right. Thank you so much.
1: It's something we've. Oh well, <laughs> it's something we've definitely been internally uh, considering, um, in terms of like how how to manage the schedule best this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think we're going to kind kind of try and take those lessons that we get from this year, um, and like apply them to next year when we're traveling, which is when it's way more
0: important. Yeah. No doubt. So, again, the, the lineup has shown up. Yeah, no one has asked me for my autograph. I even brought a pen. It's like, who's this guy? He's got a headset on, wearing a green shirt. No. But uh, maybe maybe next season, more and more people will know the podcast. So uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, you know you getting involved in, in the Overwatch League. So I know if uh, having sort of followed you, you were uh, essentially a, a streamer, a caster. You got into that way and then... Uh, work with the, the San Francisco Shock, but, you know, tell me, like, at what point in time did you decide that that streaming was the route to go, and then specifically eSports? Like, when did it become so clear, I'm making this jump, and, and when you did jump, was it like, I don't know what I'm getting myself into, and oh my goodness, what do I do next?
1: So, when I was in uh, my senior year of college, I was actually about to finish, um, I was all throughout my junior year, I'd say I was really thinking about how I didn't really feel like I was enjoying what I was doing. And at Mm -hmm. the same time I was doing so much in overwatch, like writing content or uh, making videos and stuff like that, Yeah, that I really wanted to get more involved with overwatch and it became kind of like the only thing I was focusing on. Yeah. Uh, And once I hit my senior year, I got an opportunity with shock uh, after having some opportunities over the summer with other OWL or like Academy teams and stuff like that. Um, and when they gave me the offer,
0: when they gave me the offer, yeah, for sure. Thank you for bringing. Thank you for bringing- See, no one, no one ever <laughs> asks the podcast hosts for a picture either. Here, I'll get out of the shot. Right.
1: Like, I don't want to ruin it. One, two, three.
0: <laughs> no, right, trust me, you don't want my signature on that. It'll it'll decrease the value. Yeah. <laughs> so. For those of you who aren't here, because you can't see this taking place right now, uh, Harsha is Mr. Popularity. He's getting selfies taken. Uh, he's having autograph bags, posters, cards. Um, no one's asked him to autograph a baby yet, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past someone at this stage. You know, it's, okay, no one is. it's the way things are. Oh, here's another. Here's another bag for you to, to autograph.
1: Oh, to go here.
0: So. Back on, on sort of what we were talking about there. So you said that uh, you decided to, to make that leap. And one final order I, sh- I should set up like, a, you know, get some security. It'd be like a concert, and some fencing.
1: Um, oh, yeah, what I was saying is, uh, essentially, like, I kind of immediately knew once I got that offer that I wanted to take it and yeah. just see how far I could get with esports Business. Hello. <laughs>
0: Okay, so Froster cups have made an appearance, and if you haven't actually grabbed a Froster Cup yet, uh, you can find them in Western Canada, pretty much any Circle K or Max. Uh they are available until supplies last. Hey look, can I be in the shop? That's awesome. I just got I got included in a selfie with Harsha and a fan. This is phenomenal. You know you've made it big way. Thank you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to publish this as, like, you know, some special content here. Let me get out of the shot. <laughs> um, so, so you made the plunge. This is something you knew you want to do. And, you know, was there ever any point in early going where you're like, what have I done? Uh,
1: sorry. My, my mind's
0: fine. Back to when you sort of, you know, you, you got involved in your, I guess, you know, with the, the San Francisco shock. But, like, those earlier days, yeah. you know, was there ever that moment where you're like, what have I done? Or was it more uh. like... You know, where, like, wow, this is awesome, and this is better than I would have ever thought. No, I
1: would say that once I took the opportunity, I never really looked back. Like, um, I think Overwatch kind of just became my life at that point, and I didn't really have any, like, any thoughts about, uh, you know, why didn't I just finish school or anything like that. Even when it's, like, super stressful, I'm still enjoying what I do now more than, like, whatever I would have been doing, basically.
0: Sure. So, you know, I know there there was... uh some turbulence in the transition going from the San Francisco shock to where you are now sure. with the Vancouver Titans. And that's been, that's been talked about quite a bit. In fact, I, I watched uh, an interview with you on, I can't remember which podcast that was the top by my head, but uh, I thought it was, you know, quite compelling information and uh, in honesty and transparency in which you had provided that, that uh, information on the topic is phenomenal. So what I'll do for those of you who uh, don't know what I'm talking about, I will link to that episode so that you can listen to it. But I'm going to fast forward to the offer from the Vancouver Titans. Um do, did you expect to, to have the Vancouver Titans, you know, reach out and say, hey, you know, let's talk, or...
1: They're, to be honest, they're probably one of my last, uh, um, like, one of the teams I expected the least to talk to me. Okay. Just because I knew that, I mean, I think, I guess it was common knowledge at this point, but uh, we knew that Runaway would be joining the team. Yeah, it was, it was and, well,
0: the, one of the best-kept <laughs> secrets of all time.
1: Well, I think that knowing that, I didn't see... Uh, uh, the value in kind of getting me when the team is still green. Oh, Poliwhirl.
0: So, I've not... This is the first <laughs> Poliwhirl card I've, I've seen sign. That's pretty cool. So, Vancouver Titans. It was the, the least likely One of the call, least I likely,
1: I would say. And, and then they kind of explained why they uh, wanted to pick me and it made more sense after that. Mm-hmm. And so, after that, I... Like, you know, spoke to the team and spoke to the players, and I've actually spoken to Runner and Flowerman a few times before that. Okay. Uh, actually, Runner kind of hung around one of my Discord, so I've known him, like, not well, obviously, but just enough. Yeah. So uh, he could talk to the players about me, and I think it kind of just moved forward naturally from sure. oh, well. Okay.
0: So, now that you are obviously on board the Vancouver Titans, I would imagine, being it's it's an inaugural season, um, they're as with any sort of new, anything new franchise, new team, new business, there's almost like a feeling out period or a period of evolution. Is your role today the same as it was when you started or has it changed quite a bit?
1: Um, I think that, uh, basically going into this team, I was expected to kind of have like a, a catch all role. Yeah. And so it kind of always changes. I would say not really that, uh, It's just like, whatever needs to be done, I'll kind of try and take care of. Hence Uh, the jack of all trades title. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, if we if I'll watch scrims every day with the team, but if there's anything else they'll need, uh, be it like kind of like advice on living in America, or like where they need to go for specific things, or if they need like if they you know get injured or whatever. Um, Oh, Pachamari.
0: Yeah, there's a Pachamari being signed right now. This is this is see this I get like the poly world I, I may not understand but the yeah. patrimony is this is top notch. <laughs> Thank you.
1: Oh <laughs> yeah.
0: So the doing everything job. At what point do you do you actually get to sleep? Or do you not sleep? Are you like a robot? I think, like,
1: I try and get as much as I can, but it, obviously it's hard. In, yeah. uh, I think not not just for me, but in general in esports, it's like a, um, a very demanding job just because everybody's kind of in the same environment. So yeah. they can push each other to kind of do more and more work and uh,
0: perform better. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. So, 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 so. Just, just so that you're listening to this right now, there's a long-standing tradition that at some point in time, some I, I keep saying, someone in, in down in Blizzard Arena, LA needs to hold up the "I listen to the RS, I listen to RSP," uh, and I, I'm sorry, I'm going to take a picture of this. We're going to get a picture after this too. I mean, if, if again, I'll wrap this up, but I got to get a picture of this right now. There is an "I listen to RSP" sign, so you're going to see that on social well before this podcast. Um, I will find you and I want a picture. Sure, yeah, okay? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Trust me. Sure. Um so I guess uh, as we sort of wrap things up here, I don't want to take too much of your time and I'm monopolizing uh, it, it. Oh, yeah, keyboard. Is that a keyboard?
1: Yep. Yeah. Ah, okay. Thank you so <laughs> much.
0: The uh, what goes in to sort of your day-to-day, like not game day, but like on an average day for Harsha, jack-of-all-trades with the Vancouver Titans?
1: Um, normally, we will... I mean, I guess what, what the player says is that we practice six, six
0: to seven hours. Oh. So six, six to seven hours practice. So it's like a day job, really.
1: Yeah. And then, so during that time, I'm actively like watching streams or we'll give feedback to the players and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. Does it still work? I'll try this.
0: So... Uh, when you're giving feedback, is that feedback happening in real time? Are you analyzing as they're scrimming? Like?
1: I'll normally go... So I'll well, normally talk to the coach, the rest of the coaching staff uh, through the translator just because it's uh, the most efficient way of doing it. Okay. Uh, our translator you know, helps out with a lot of that. Yeah. Um, otherwise, it's just uh, watching all the scrims and...
0: Uh... Okay. And then on on game day, so you're, you're in the back, you're watching uh, one of the bro- many broadcast feeds... Like, are there times when you just want to reach through the the monitor and and say something?
1: Uh, pretty much every kid. I think that I think that that's kind of just the life of like anybody in a coaching staff. Though. Yeah. Uh, pretty much every match you play, like every team is going to make mis- like a lot of mistakes. Yeah,
0: it's it's, and it's, it's high a uh, high octane game. I right? mean, for yeah. all intents and purposes.
1: And it's on uh, the better team to kind of like adapt and take advantage of the other team's mistakes.
0: Yeah, so which the Vancouver Titans have done much of this season.
1: Yeah, for sure. I'll
0: try that here. So, what are, what are those halftime conversations like then? Like, when things are going well, is it just reinforcement? You know, it's similar to the traditional sports, you know, keep doing what you're doing, focus on, on uh, we, what we can uh, remain.
1: We normally try and just kind of like, if, if we're down or, or doing well, or, like, going even, uh, we'll normally just like, always try and reset their mentality and like, keep them like positive yep. going into the next match um, also uh i'll normally just uh talk to the rest of the coaches if i have anything to add uh through our translator June. and what we'll normally have is uh our head coach Padgeon delivers the brunt of the feedback yep. to the players uh just because it's more streamlined that way mm-hmm. and you know it's, i think it's better to hear it all come from one unified voice sure um so generally, you know, we have one, we have uh, Andante, our analyst, and then we have me all talking to Padrion, and he makes kind of like the final decision, and okay. that's kind of what, what the players end up hearing.
0: Cool, cool, cool. So, one final question. If you weren't being the jack of all trades for an Overwatch League franchise, what would Harsha be doing today?
1: Trying to get into med school, maybe?
0: Med school? Yeah. it's I mean, same thing, right? It's I much, see yeah. the, the similarity, or you're being the top of the trade. Well, anyhow. Uh, sounds like things are wrapping up, so I appreciate you taking time out of the events here, and I hopefully uh, didn't slow anyone else down from getting your autograph. <laughs> but uh, that is Harsha, the Director of Operations, probably, but also known as the Jack of all Trades of Bank for Titans. Uh, thanks for joining in here.
1: Thanks for having me. Um, Take
0: care. The number is
1: 598. We are out of time! Attack!